0: I think the Rudy character is very like fully realized. These other people not so much.
1: Hello everyone. This is Alex and this is M. welcome to the latest episode of the good the bad the basic this is a podcast for tv lovers movie buffs and binge watchers of all ages on this podcast we'll be discussing what we loved what we hated and what's just a bit problematic about the tv and movies that we're addicted to and do a bit of rewriting where necessary for much more exclusive content become a show producer on patreon and get access to after the episode outtakes curated playlists, movie reviews, music video retrospectives, and so much more. Join us at patreon.com forward slash good bad basic.
0: On today's episode, we'll be discussing the last two seasons of E4's hit sci-fi series, Misfits. This British series about a group of young offenders who received supernatural abilities while performing community service started off strong, but quickly started to go off the tracks as more and more of its lead actors left the series to pursue other projects, leaving the writers struggling to maintain a cohesive storyline and retain audience loyalty. In spite of this turbulent state of affairs, the series lasted five seasons and remains one of the most original and ambitious television ventures. So what exactly made Misfits so impactful? Stay tuned.
1: All right, everyone. If you didn't tune in last week, stop right now and go listen to that episode. But if you did, here's a little refresher for you. Misfits is an action, dark comedy, science fiction, supernatural, and superhero fiction created by Howard Overman. It aired on the E4 Network and aired from November 12, 2009 until December 11th, 2013 for five seasons and a total of 37 episodes. The series stars Nathan Stewart Jarrett as Curtis Donovan, Ewan Ran as Simon Bellamy, Lauren Socha as Kelly Bailey, Antonia Thomas as Alicia Daniels, Robert Sheehan as Nathan Young, and Carla Crom as Jess. So we have a few big names or big characters that were attached to those first two or three seasons, but that quickly petered off very quickly. So Robert Sheehan, who played Nathan, left after season two. Um, After season three, there were actually two others that left. So um, Ewan Rowan, who played Simon and Antonia Thomas, who played Alicia, both left after the third season, so they were not going to come back for season four. And so we only have two of the original core cast left at this point. We have Nathan Stewart Jarrett, who plays Curtis, and we have Lauren Socha, who plays Kelly. These are the only two of our principal cast who are left. And if you've been following along with the first part of our recap of Misfits, and if you've watched the series, you understand that from seasons one through three, the series and the writers tried to do a very good job of integrating all of the core five characters into the current and future storylines. They're always setting us up for how important these characters are going to be in the future. And then these actors just left. So they're, the writers are left holding the bag, essentially.
0: Yeah. Right. I tried to do some research into sort of what happened and, like, Probably people left and sort of what was going on because even the Curtis character who gets killed off he seemed like he was the one who was just, he was chill like he was just going to stay, you know what I mean? Um, right. He seemed like I he think was, Curtis
1: stuck around the longest, right?
0: Yeah, he stuck around the longest um, so he seemed like he was sort of like down to ride so um, I'm looking, I'm looking and there's really truly nothing definitive like it's actually Really interesting. There's nothing, there's no anything, there's no rumors out there really about what happened. <laughs> it's just like, okay, we're moving on. So, like, it in a way that I'm not saying it's sinister, but in a way that's sort of like, huh, like, I wonder what happened.
1: Yeah, I did some digging of my own and I couldn't see a definitive reason other than I'm bored. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Time to move on. I mean, we talked about Robert Sheehan, who was the first to leave. He played the character Nathan. He left after the second season. Um, He was the first to go. He went on to other ventures, he was in the um, City of Bones movie. Um, And then many, many years later, years after Misfits ended, he was one of the leads in Umbrella Academy, but he hadn't really done anything major to speak of, truly. Nathan Stewart Jarrett left and between Misfits and Now, I hadn't seen him in anything except the television adaptation of Four Weddings and a Funeral, where he played a supporting character on that. Um, Antonia Thomas went on, um, Antonia Thomas and Ewan Rand went on to have the biggest careers. She went on a, was on a few British shows as well as the American series, um, The Good Doctor. And Ewan Rand, well, he had pretty major success as a supporting character on Game of Thrones. I, I mean, what were y'all doing, really? Because Game of Thrones didn't even premiere until this show was good and done, right? Right. Um, <laughs> I don't see conflicting schedules. I don't see issues with managers, producers, writers. And as we said, even the characters that were treated badly, <coughs> Kelly, were very well integrated into the storyline. We always it, got this impression that there was something bigger going on, right?
0: Yeah. Like, it's all very hush-hush. Like, there's n- there's nothing. Like, I... I'm. Um, that's sort of. <laughs> it's not shocking, but it's like um, it, it is a little shocking, I guess. Maybe maybe it's just like in England, things are different. Like maybe people were expecting something dramatic, but it's just like, uh, like, and maybe it was just. Um, and I can understand like a writer's decision of even just not wanting to keep the characters le- like the leads left over. Like you had. The big fan favorite in Robert, um, what's his name? Sheenan? Robert Sheen. yeah. Yeah, Sheen. he left and he was sort of the big fan favorite and so I can see you maybe you're like, okay, we want to start fresh with the new leads, but it's strange to not have like anything, like no sort of actor interviews, no sort of like breakdown of what happened. I guess that's why I appreciate, I guess that's another reason why I appreciate like American press. <laughs> like, yeah. there's always some sort of treatsy on like what happened, even if it's just like, you know, a rumor, like there's something. This is very just like, mm, no.
1: We're just right. Moving on. I, and, and honestly, I don't even think like they were trying to wipe out the rest of the core cast because even after he left, they're like, okay, we still have our four leads. And then they made the storylines with them even tighter. They gave Curtis this girlfriend that got powers through a heart transplant. Simon is like a superhero now. His future self comes back to save the entire crew, right? Uh, the Alicia character just has a major character arc where she like just becomes this much better person. Um, so it seemed like they were really still very much invested in the four characters that were left. And you know, with the next two seasons without Robert Sheehan seasons, uh, season, well, the next one season, season three, I felt like they were really preparing us for something great. Simon's doing all this stuff of co- coming back from the future and help, that had actually been breadcrumbed back in, um, season one, right? The Simon from the future is, is coming back to like save everybody. So when Ewan Rowan left in particular, there was a major hole in this huge storyline, right? He'd come back to save himself and the four others for what exactly? (laughs) It was just like, okay, thanks. And they both announced it via social media. Antonia Thomas announced on her Twitter, December 20th of 2011th, that she wouldn't be coming back for series four. That's what they call seasons in the UK. They call them a series. I can't wait to see it. I had an amazing time. It's been epic. That same day, Ewan Rowan goes on his Facebook and also announces that he wouldn't be coming back. So they were just like, it's been real. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Right. Thanks. Well, listen,
0: it's I'm- like,
1: yeah. I'm not saying that you need that that being an actor on a series should be a form of indentured servitude. And then Curtis
0: gets such a bad send off on top of all of it. Like,
1: yeah, they did Curtis kind of dirty. And I kind of feel like it's because he and Kelly were like the stragglers of the group at this point. I don't even know what they were going to do with those characters when three of the, the, the original five were gone. You understand what I'm saying? Like at this point, I don't even know if it's, I can't even say it's bad writing it's kind of like, I almost feel like it's desperation writing. <laughs> I know I just made that term up, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. We had all this food prepared and now like, you know, bugs got in like four of the plates or I dropped this platter. What do we do now? We still
0: have all no, these people coming to gotta the party. You got to make, you got to make, you got to <laughs> hurry up and quick. You got to think of something. You got to get some McDonald's, stop by Popeye's or something. Whole right. So you,
1: you Right. So you had to pull a Donald Trump and go to McDonald's and serve (laughs) these people McDonald's after you promised them a four course five star meal. Um, And now you now you look stupid. Now you look stupid. (laughs) You look dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. i um, feel so bad for them. I really feel so bad for these writers Um, with other shows like that we have talked about before. The writers don't really have an excuse. Everybody showed up to
0: work. (laughs) Right. Everyone showed up to work. You didn't do your job, sir. Um, So let's get into season four real quick. Season four had
1: eight episodes, which was crazy. It was actually longer than seasons one and two, which I feel were the strongest seasons. Um, But it had eight seasons. It had eight episodes, excuse me. And we we already introduced Rudy um, after Nathan left, right? Um, he was a character with like the person, he could like split himself into two and had two different personalities. Now, because Alicia and Simon are gone, they re- they really are putting a Band-Aid on this gaping wound of the-, the, cor- the cast members being gone. We now have Finn and Jess. And so it's Finn, Jess, Rudy, Curtis, and Kelly. And of course, they're... Um, their probation worker, Seth, right? It's a lot. It's a whole lot. There's a lot of one-offs. And I'm not going to lie. They did the best with what they could, especially considering that we have no attachment to these new people whatsoever.
0: I don't... I'm not attached to any of these people. When I tell you, not one. Not one person. Uh, I'm not feeling anything at all. I... I'm not invested. (laughs) Like... And it's not even that I'm just not invested in this core cast. I don't think at least the guy who plays Rudy, I feel like is, is a really strong actor. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think the Rudy character is very like fully realized. These other people, not so much. Hold on. Was Kelly
1: even in season three? This is no. how detached. I mean, season four. This is how detached no. I am
0: from it. No, she's not.
1: Okay, like I, I, it doesn't say anything about when she
0: left, though. Which she is just crazy. Sort of, she just sort of—they don't even give her a send-off. She just sort of left.
1: Right, right. Her character never got a proper send-off, and she never had anything to say about it. So it is just Curtis and these new people. Yeah. So, so this is the thing. Like, because so many of the people around Curtis are gone, you have to understand he had he had major, significant interactions with. Every single member of that original team with them gone, a lot of our attachment to Curtis is now gone as well.
0: I mean is Ruth Mega even still there? No, that's what I'm saying. She's (laughs) not there either. Like and character's gone, the homies are gone, we don't care. You don't care. And that's why I think it's really funny because it's like she was literally there for like a whole season and she had this like kind of important part. and Then she just leaves. <laughs> she must have really hated it. I don't know. Something must have happened. She must have really hated it.
1: So I think she whatever. left
0: when everybody else left. I think she she saw she saw the signs. She saw the
1: show was going off the rails. Because I, I feel like the way they introduced her character, they had something massive in store for her as well, right?
0: Right, because she, she had such a very intense introduction.
1: <laughs> right, right. And that's the thing. I, 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 This is another reason why I can't fault the writers. They gave us five strong, very interesting, very diverse characters played by five very strong, very talented actors. And they incorporated those actors and the development of their powers and their character arcs very well into the story there was no filler character there was no character that's just there to play sidekick or whatever so how do you how do you have characters that are so important and then they're gone blink of an eye they're gone you you can't you can't you can't keep a show alive through that you can't they really should have put a dnr on this show do not resuscitate resuscitate because The fourth season is a struggle. It's a struggle with a K (laughs) to watch, to watch and feel connected to, because
0: I just don't. It is, you know. So, and I mean, I feel sort of bad. Um, I feel bad-ish. Because it's like, obviously these people deserve i i guess like cuz in essence in essence in theory i suppose it should have worked in the sense of like okay it's new people it's new cat, it's a new cast new powers with this old format um yeah with this old format like this this is this is gonna go. This is gonna it's gonna be great. But I'm just I'm not there. I'm not feeling it.
1: Right. And here's the thing that could have saved the show. And this is completely in hindsight. There's no way that the producers and the writers could have foreseen that you know four of their five leads would have left by the end of season three. Right. There's no way you could have foreseen that. But the winning formula is actually the formula that Skins utilized. They had three generations. Each group of cast members got two seasons. After those two seasons, you're done. You're gone. Because it chronicles these kids in college, which is uh, their junior and senior year of high school, or the equivalent of that. And when we're done, when when they graduate, we're done with them. This is what have, could have saved the show if we knew going in that we only have a limited time with these people, and then you give us a new group of people. Now, they had already set the stage for this back in season one where they make it clear that it's so much more people than our group of five that got these powers in the storm, right? So they have these co- this community service for two years, and then we're done with them. And then we move on to another group of people in somewhere in London, right, that got powers. But to, to see people just, just trickling off... And the core cast getting smaller and smaller and smaller, where you get these filler people, no shade to the new actors, but these filler people keep coming in to replace the ones that are missing. And you have Curtis here, like a sore thumb from, you know, the season one OG. It just doesn't have the same feel to it.
0: Right. And I also, and I will say that I also think that the still sort of staying in this this space of the probation work was also a bit of a mistake um, in terms of, just because I think that like that setting was so iconic um, and so specific for this show Um, there towards the back end of the third season and the beginning of the fourth there was a new locate like there was a new like sort of recurring location that had been introduced which was like the the pub that they all started mm-hmm. hanging out in mm-hmm. and i think if they had made that like a more central location if they had sort of introduced these people in the context of not necessarily probation workers but just people who were hanging out in this bar or in, the, in this bar in this pub that would have been better as well and like that's right. the new way that we sort of meet all these people is is in different sort of ways, from this pub which is where like they all hang out, like a sort of like how I met your mother, but like obviously like way darker. Um, that's that's that would have made more sense, and I think that would have been better.
1: Right. I then think the community service was pretty iconic to that first group. And they, gr- they just beat it with a dead horse after that.
0: Right. Like, exactly. And so because shifting it and putting it in a new location, having this pub be the central location that everybody is meeting and hanging out and then having all these scenes in would have helped to reestablish the tone of the show or to reset it. To be like, okay, we know we did this, but we're doing this now. And it would have helped because it also would have sort of, like, signified that, like, all these people are getting older, like, growing up. Particularly, like, the Rudy character, it makes sense more than anybody because he always seems older than everybody else. You know what I mean?
1: Right. I was just like, this nigga's 30, but okay.
0: Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, I mean, to the point where he he's able in this first when we open the series um in this this fourth series he's pretending to be a prob- the probation officer you know uh to the new group um and he can pull right. it off so clearly he's like old <laughs> you know we need to we need to like everybody needed to like they needed to move on the show needed to move on and i don't think it it knew how or Slash, it just didn't. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't think they knew how. Cause again, I feel like they had so much planned for that original five and then original four that just went completely off the rails. I mean, even the way the Nathan character exited, um, and you know, the Vegas baby episode where he's like he's being dragged off into prison and he's like, Save me, Barry. And he's talking about Simon. He always called Simon Barry kind of alluded that we might see Nathan again much later on in the series, like right before series close, right? There were big plans in store for these people. Now,
0: the new people we meet um, in series four, they all, at least starting out, they all even kind of feel like, not ciphers, but they're definitely versions of our older characters. So we have Liam, who... And he is introduced in a really crazy way. Um, But uh, he kind of feels a little bit like a Nathan-Simon hybrid. We have, like, the guy... I think the guy that, like, traded the powers and stuff, he's still there, and he essentially bumps up and becomes a core member.
1: Yeah, Seth. And Um, Rudy also feels like a Nathan.
0: Yeah. So it feels like... Um, so that's so. This is like a TBD problem, and then you have the girl who, um, yeah, she's like another, you know, beautiful biracial girl. Do you mean Jess
1: or Alex? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, it's Jess. It's Jess is her name.
0: Okay, Jess really is the biracial know. girl. Okay. See, this is how we. This names.
1: is how much we care about these people. <laughs>
0: people, I'm like, I don't know their names. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Then, yeah. So then you have Jess, who uh is it just doesn't have a personality she's over. and we have the guy alex played by matt stoke
1: stoko which is um they're, again they're all strong actors do we care though no do
0: i care no i'm like no and they're here and and in their they're here
1: so yeah we have a we have a lot of really good one-off episodes like season one they they uh, episode one they go in really really strong they introduce finn and jess and um rudy seth and curtis are still in the mix um so we have like six core members now like you said seth has been bumped well you know it's still five but seth has been bumped up to like the the main character so they kind of recycled that character who we were never supposed to really see again um and there's this, um, Seth and Curtis are fighting over some money or a briefcase full of money. Like The briefcase makes people greedy. It's basically like the ring from Lord of the Rings. My precious. So that's going on. And um, the Sadie character later comes in. Um, they have a new probation worker, Greg, a very strict guy with anger management issues, kind of reminiscent of Tony, their first probation worker from season one. Remember him? when he right. would go into his rages. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. They really try to... And this is the thing. The writing is still strong. As strong as it could be, given circumstances. The acting is still strong. The cinematography is still strong. But it's impossible to care about these people the way that they want us to. They were you trying know, to do some TV polyamory, and we want to be monogamous.
0: Also, and then also, I'm sorry, some of the gags become weirder. Like... Some of the some of the stuff does not just becomes weirder and and like doesn't work anymore. Like there's like one of them is like raping people is like his thing.
1: Yeah, like that's not cute, fam.
0: Right, I was like some of these gags get like way way dark, like first of all didn't we
1: already didn't we already go into rapey territory back in season one when alicia used her powers to basically make curtis have sex with her
0: right which like <laughs> that was I, but at least like there at least like when it happened like when that happened it was like she suffered consequences you know what i mean like right that was, was a whole conversation too conversation and a story like this new guy, it's like, it's like a gag. It's like supposed to be like, ha ha, isn't this funny? And I'm like, wait a second, who are these new writers? Like, who are these new people? Like, I don't understand what's right. happening. <laughs> Cause like for a show that like could understand the seriousness of that, like, and at least in least and at least like grapple with what that is to take, like, it was a whole arc. The fact right. that like Alicia took Curtis's consent and like why that was not okay. Right. right. And this um, is
1: after she had done that with a string of people, right? Like, you know, as like I said the last episode, she weaponized her power. And it isn't until she hurt someone that she actually cared about and wanted to be with that we had to have a whole conversation about why this is wrong. Right. Why? Right. Why consent matters. <laughs> and so... Then in season four, it's like, haha, rape is a joke. Again, this joke. is why I call this desperation writing. You have to be truly desperate to write something like this for shock value.
0: It was just like, what's happening? Like, and it yeah, it became for a show that at least I felt like did a lot of dark things, but I felt like like the Alicia thing, um, did dark things, but at least like did it in a way to push the story to have a conversation that at least ended up responsible Mm -hmm. ultimately because there was like these sort of real consequences around it for them to be just sort of like gaggy about this. I was like, wait, what? Like what's happening (laughs)
1: Right. I mean, there were other allusions to this as well. When Curtis goes back in time to try to save his girlfriend from being arrested for drugs, we see a scene where Simon sees a Kelly passed out at, at, at the night, at, you know, on the stairs of the nightclub. And he pulls her skirt up and he's tempted to take advantage of her, but then he doesn't and he leaves. Um, and we, it's very clear that if he had made a different choice, he wouldn't be the Simon that we know. Um, there's another scene where Nathan has an affair with a woman he thinks is in her 20s, but is really in her 80s. The storm made her young again. And then there's a whole conversation about how, you know, um, she essentially took advantage of him because he didn't know how old she was. (laughs) Like, we know that having sex with someone under false pretenses, making someone attracted to you, trying to take advantage of someone who's passed out is wrong. All of this was covered in season one. So why are we regressing in season four?
0: Right. It's definitely <laughs> it's so it's really weird. it doesn't it's definitely not it it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and I think that's part of the issue with and when it and I think part of the issue of why this is happening is because. We've now sort of... The series has now sort of dropped this idea of, like, these powers are intrinsically connected to these people in a meaningful way. Um, their their powers are connected to their character in a, in a very specific way. Like, it says something specific about them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's gone by now. And it... And it, it leaves... It leaves us narratively like sort of out out in the ocean it's not it's not as it's just not um it's not working it's not working mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, a lot of these char- these characters' powers have nothing to do with who they are as people, and it always was, not just with our leads but with any supporting characters we met as well, right? The old woman became young in the storm because she wanted her youth again. Um the uh, the the girl who gave Kelly Alopecia in season 1, she was suffering from alopecia and she wanted other people to know what it felt like, right? Um right, yeah. the baby also named Finn who tried to seduce Nathan into wanting to be his stepfather. He didn't have a daddy. His dad walked out before he was born, right? He wanted a father. Um, All of these powers are very, super specific. So you're giving us just like this hodgepodge, you know, uh, pick something out of a hat ass powers now. Even Rudy's powers, and Rudy was introduced in season three, but like, See, Rudy is super annoying to me. He's annoying. His powers are annoying. The Rudy one and two thing—it's very me, myself, and Irene. It never stops feeling tacky to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Uh, yeah, it just—it's, but it's like it's clear that like without it, they don't, they can't. Um they don't have a story left like they or they they're not quite sure what what to do which is uh whatever
1: i've never said this before but i'm gonna say this now they should have wrapped this shit up in season three and been done with it like oh y'all even okay Thanks for the heads up. Add two more episodes, wrap this shit up, show us Kelly and, uh, and and Curtis living their lives without the group, maybe maintaining some sort of loose friendship and be done with it. Just be done with it. Um, I would ra- rather have seen the show ended than see what we got. And again, these episodes are not bad. We just don't care about these people. Rapiness aside, um, and that's a huge aside, honestly. Um, the episodes are not terrible. They're really yeah, not they're not
0: terrible. terrible. I mean, there are some things that are interesting that like happen that are int- like the last episode. I think I guess essentially the series finale. There's, um, although, like even the series finale feels like it's a it's it's like there's a it feels like there's supposed to be something after it and then there's not. Um yeah. <laughs> like it feel it's a very episodic episode, but uh, the finale there there's this cool thing that happens where there's like a guy and I don't know I think he has Curtis's power of forwarding people in time, but the girl just is like pregnant and he traps her essentially with him. It's just, like, some guy she had a one-night stand with, and she, he traps her by, like, uh, forwarding time and giving her, like, and making her, like, have this baby. Like, that's right. interesting. They don't do anything with it, which is lame. Because that's, like... But, like, that's a really interesting idea. It's just... I don't know. There are lots
1: of interesting ideas. Like, in season... In episode six of season four... Um. Alex reveals to the group that uh, during the storm, a trans man used his new power to swap his vagina for Alex's penis. Cause this trans man really wanted a penis. And so he took Alex's penis in the storm, which is kind of like, this is weird, but that power actually makes sense. Again, something that you would want or something that you would need. Right. Right. Um, like- so Alex is like, you know, give me my penis back it's 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 a better gag than the whole rape stuff
0: the, yeah than the rape stuff and it's like there is some i guess there there's something to that idea that like i guess when fully explored could like mean something but but it's not it's not it's it, but they don't but they don't explore it they don't fully realize it it doesn't hit anymore
1: Right. Um we're dealing with the horsemen at one point. Um, this girl Abby, who again or no, Nadine, who we don't care about, sacrifices herself for the group, but it doesn't mean anything because we're not attached to her. Yes, because who is she? You know <laughs> who is um, you, Nadine? Who is you, don't Nadine?
0: Know? i wanted to feel sympathy when like jess got with like mean rudy and then told him she was pregnant but i couldn't because i was like honey you knew what you signed up for
1: right me myself and irene girl um season four was super basic but also they knew they were writing from a place of desperation they had to have known that (laughs)
0: they and it doesn't get better in series five.
1: it doesn't get better, um, actually, no, I, I mean, there is um there is
0: the right ra- we we don't have the rape anymore, right? yeah, there's like that guy, I mean, he, yeah, that guy essentially is like gone, like no, he's still there, but like they just they don't yeah, talk about that there. anymore.
1: Um, yeah, we do cover it briefly in episode one of season five. Um, but what's your grade for for season four, good, bad, or basic?
0: I think it's like basic. Like there's, like I said, there's some interesting stuff. It's not nothing's, but nothing's doing anything. The zombie, this zombie plot that happens with the, with the, (laughs) uh, there's like this black boy and like, I guess his power is like, if you can even call it a power, is like he sucks the life from people
1: it yeah, makes them want like, everybody wants to do that
0: he sucks he's like and it's kind of racial it feels kind of racialized like he's like black and he's like dark skin and he sucks the life from people and um b- but because like he'll die if he doesn't he himself will die if he doesn't and the rape guy is like don't don't you know you don't be selfish Little boy. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? It's a basic. That's all. That's all I have to say.
1: <laughs> right. And on that note, because season five doesn't get better, I'm gonna preemptively tell you guys now, season five is bad. Because I let y'all slide with one season of this off the rails. Cause you lost two leads or three leads, it was. Yeah, three leads at once. That's a hard blow. That's hard to bounce back from. But season five. No excuses. This was bad, you guys. It was bad.
0: Yeah. It it was. It's not good. Like we have <laughs> yeah. more. There's more. Too much like, of the Rudy a, character. So much. Oh, it's crazy to me how much they put on this Rudy character. Like they are expecting this Rudy character in this drama with like two Rudy's and then the, and then just like carry this show. Mm -hmm. and i'm like what (laughs) like that's how uncompelling that they know the other leads are
1: right um curtis is gone by this point so it kind of it kind of is all on them because he had his last season in season four um again lots of one-offs um but again not like seasons one two and three in the way that you feel like all the characters are equally cared about and all their storylines are equally important it really is all about rudy and jess
0: it is it's all about rudy and jess and
1: maybe alex they throw him in every
0: once in a while Every yeah um because even with even I mean Liam and the Liam and the others and Susie, they do get their own stories, but it's like who cares?
1: Right, we don't care about them. We never cared about them.
0: Be- because the people that they're interacting with are not people within the core group. They're just these other people. And it's like we don't we don't know any of these people. Like we don't care. <laughs> like, so um uh there are some cool things like in terms of like there's like a sort of like horror episode that's kind of cool um and that's interesting to look at cinematically and uh but for the most part yeah i'm just gonna outright say it's bad like i don't feel anything for for this episode for this for this series this season
1: oh my god (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I think the one-offs here were even worse than the one-offs in season four. In um, the fact that they're too Rudy and um, they're too Rudy and just heavy, and at the same time, they they kind of feel lackluster. Um, I feel like they couldn't even keep the darkness of the show anymore. And what I mean by that is seasons one through three had um, they they walked a very beautiful unique balance of darkness and levity the show went to really dark places but it never lost its sense of humor and right now all it had was a type of humor that felt kind of slapsticky with um a darkness that felt inappropriate
0: exactly yeah perfect that's that's, right you put it perfectly i'm
1: just like what is this
0: even is it i had to
1: actually look through these episodes and figure out if we had the same writers from season. Oh three. wow! Did you like? That? Yes, <laughs> yes, girl. I went through. I went through, and it's interesting because it's actually um, the series creator Howard Overman wrote wrote the bulk of the episodes in season five, and I'm like, baby,
0: baby, that's it. We <laughs> found <It's
1: laughs> like I, I cannot. I really can't. Um, he and John Brown wrote all the episodes from season um, four and five. Um, But there there were a few other writers interspersed here and there throughout the other seasons, but it's essentially the same core group of writers. So this is how I know you're writing from a place of desperation. I know that's your baby. Howard Overman created the show. That's his baby. That's his pet. But clearly the vision that he had for this show was lost after season three. Like hang it up, flat screen, please. You gotta hang it up.
0: <laughs> you gotta know when to put it down. You gotta know when to to walk away. Oh, Dang that it. makes me sad because I because now I get it. Oh, baby, I'm sorry. Oh,
1: it's so sad, it's but yeah. So sad. Um, season four was bad. Basic. Season five was just straight up bad and it ended on a cliffhanger like they were actually wanting to give that thing a six season ooh baby no <laughs> <laughs> um, but the when I when I say I love misfits I'm basing this off a nostalgia that is solely wrapped around the first three seasons. And I think this is is one of the reasons why we broke up the recaps the way that we did. Because when I'm talking about seasons four and five, it's like I'm talking about it in an entirely different show. It feels like an entirely different show. It feels like someone took Howard Overman's concept and tried to do like a bad replica of it. It feels like a carbon copy of seasons one through three.
0: No, yeah, I, I I completely agree. Um I absolutely completely totally agree. Um, there's nothing else because like it's like I said, there are some there are some one or two interesting ideas, but I don't I can't work up the the desire to care about any of it.
1: right. Um, I don't care about these people anymore. We don't really... And this is the thing. They never really took the time to pull us into their world. They put in these replacement people, but they didn't take the effort to make us care about them. Um, even characters like Tony, who died in the first episode of season one. We were made to care about him because their new probation worker, his fiancée, came into the picture, right? And mm-hmm. then we got... Flashbacks of the relationship between Tony and his fiance when Curtis goes back to the past. Characters like Ruth Nega's character—I'm going to keep calling her Ruth Nega's character because <laughs> <her. laughs> uh, we're made to care about her and her heart condition. And you know the the even the the offender whose heart she gets. He lasted for what one season, but he lasted long enough for, uh, for us to know what his power was and care when she received his heart. We learned about the relationship between Nathan and his mom. Um, like, Simon and his bully, who, you know, eventually becomes the reason why he ends up in probation because he tried to burn this kid's house down. We care about these people.
0: Right. Right. And then, yeah, yeah so it's like, ugh.
1: Season five was like, here's some new people. Here are their powers. What? Why do these powers matter to them? Doesn't matter. What are their who are they outside of this probation? What are their lives like? We don't care. Enjoy. <laughs>
0: Enjoy. Have fun. It's like, uh, okay. Like, so, you can't?
1: Right. So how right, can right. we, sir? Um, but yeah, this is this is what we were dealing with. Um and th- I, this is why audience loyalty petered off. You know, we have these conversations in like the skins cinematic universe. People talk about this all the time. Um, oh man, I miss generation one. I miss generation two. Or generation three was the best. I don't care what anybody says. But we knew our time was limited. We knew what we were getting into. Um, there were cliffhangers simply because these people's lives still went on. But we didn't feel like we were deprived of something. And we feel very much deprived going into these this back half of Misfits. And it's unfortunate. Um, you know, we, we aired the the first episode of our recap last well last week at this point that you're hearing this episode and someone quote tweeted it saying you know this show could have had it all and it
0: really could have it could have it was so it was so it was so sad oh well
1: uh but yeah i have a lot of nostalgia around the show because i watched it when it first came to hulu Um, back in 2009, 2010. And that man, that feels like a whole nother lifetime when I was watching Misfits. And if someone actually wanted to redo the show um, and definitely redo these last two seasons with a cast that's actually down for the long haul, I would like to see it.
0: I don't know that I'd um, want the show redone, but like if the, if they wanted to do like a, like a, Although it would be hard because they're so everybody's dead, but like I don't know, you could figure a way around that. If they wanted to do some sort of like one hour continuation, like with the original cast willing to like reunite, I'd be really into that.
1: Right. Um yeah, I know they can't do that. That's why I said reboot. Like they gave Charmed and Roswell a reboot. That was so unnecessary. So y'all can give Misfits a reboot. <laughs> um <laughs> See, but i'm saying the
0: charmed roswell reboots aren't good <laughs> yeah like because I don't know those don't want shows a didn't need
1: one this is what happens you can't just be giving shows that wrap their shit up a reboot because you're trying to ride off the clout of a successful show <laughs> like don't do it don't do it um but like or even something like skins fire i don't know if you guys saw skins fire but they were like one-off episodes with various members of the original casts of Skins and they were really really interesting it's kind of like a Skins where are they now without the where are they now like sit down interview we got to follow Cook's character we got to follow Naomi's character um we got to follow Effie's character so that was really really interesting and fun to watch and my
0: girl Cassie
1: yeah I that Cassie ended up okay yeah um, I mean and I look like it looks like Cassie recovered from her eating disorder too
0: so proud of her. So proud. She so she's proud her. baby girl has been went through it. Went through it.
1: And it looks like Sid never caught up to her, which low key I'm happy about. Sid is Sid is a nice enough boy, but he's kind of a waste man. He ain't gonna do shit with his lysis. Um.
0: <laughs> uh, <well>, <laughs> Sid, Sid. Sid is one of those white men who I feel like, like he he'll fail upwards. I just see that. You
1: know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. Like, it is going to be in the in the right place at the right time. And f- just, you know.
0: Just fail completely up. I'd love to see. I would have liked to see more. Like, where, like, I, oh, my God. I, I'm going to lie. When I saw that, when I watched the thing with the Skins Reunited with, like, Cassie, that was, like, that was it for me. Like, I was like, yes. And then I wanted it for all of them. I wanted to see where all the kids, like ended up i was just like no give me more like oh i need it tell me more tell me more no <laughs> I, I needed to check in on everybody and i feel like they i would do that i would i would be into that <laughs> in particular i'd like to see like a reunion of the cast of like see of like series one only because every so many of those actors went on to like such big things <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're so legit now like so it'd be cute to see them sort of like it, it would be interesting to see how they like re-inhabit those roles or like how they envision the older selves of those people are
1: right You know, and it's not even just this uh just the main cast right because um daniel kalua was a, su- a supporting character in season one it's season Two.
0: yeah
1: right and he he he's he's big now.
0: But as for misfits, um, you know, all in all, I think uh, I would only watch those first three seasons.
1: Yeah, you're really not missing anything with yeah, the back half. You're not missing
0: anything with the back half.
1: And I'm sorry to those actors. You know, I'll reiterate, they're good actors. The writing is just so desperate and rushed and like, and like patch piecemeal that we're not made to care about them in the way that we should. But, you know, kudos to this, um, series for launching Antonia Thomas and Ewan Rowan and Ruth Naga. We appreciate you.
0: (laughs) Right. We appreciate you. Thank you. everything that we think made the last two seasons of misfits good bad basic and thrilling if you'd like to check out this series misfits is currently streaming on hulu please let us know your thoughts on this series via our twitter or instagram if you're a gbb patron on our top two tiers be sure to check out our misfits spotify playlist if you haven't already if you've enjoyed this episode of the good the bad the basic be sure to share it with your friends Tune in next week when we'll be discussing the first two seasons of the groundbreaking Canadian sci-fi drama Lost Girl with our special guests, Sarah and S.E. of the Bitches on Comics podcast. If you'd like to catch up on this series before then, Lost Girl is currently streaming for a price on YouTube and Vudu.
1: Follow The Good, The Bad, The Basic on all major podcast platforms to listen to our regular weekly episodes on the go. Leave us a review on your preferred platform and share our weekly episodes on your social media. Please follow us at The Good, bad, Basic. On Twitter and at Good Pod on Instagram to get in on our daily content. Also, be sure to follow our SoundCloud page, The Good, The Bad, The Basic, where all of our episodes drop first. If you love this sort of content and want more, become a show producer and patron on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash Good Bad Basic. Your support allows us to keep bringing you our week regular weekly episodes as well as exclusive bonus material. Until next time. Bye everyone.